changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today I'm sharing two stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Blessings of Christmas. These are stories about making do with less money than you may wish you had for the holidays. And they show you how it takes just a little creativity to make the holidays special, no matter what size your budget is. In our first story, Angie Chapman tells us that after her parents' divorce, her mother struggled financially. She didn't specifically reveal this to her kids, but instead explained over the telephone that she wasn't going to get a tree and she would only be buying small token Christmas gifts. That led Angie and her brother and sister to decide to travel from Iowa, California, and upstate New York to celebrate the holiday with their mom in Chicago. Well, that got their mother going. She taped Christmas lights to the front windows. She found leftover red ribbon buried in a drawer and used thumbtacks to pin long strips of it from wall to wall. Then she hung icicles on the ribbons, and then she invited the extended family over for Christmas dinner, even though it wasn't her turn to host. Angie says, Typically, Christmas dinner in our family was a potluck. As host, my mother was tasked with supplying the meat portion of the meal. Aunt Barbara would bring her sweet potatoes with marshmallows on top, Aunt Mimi contributed a salad. Aunt Lil provided macaroni and cheese. Aunt Jane brought spiced peaches for dessert, and so on, until the table was laden with food. That year was different, though. Angie's mother told everyone there was no need to bring anything. The dinner would be her Christmas gift. So Christmas morning, it was cold in the house, and they discovered that the oil had run out. But the stove, the oven, and the hot water heater ran on gas, so they could still cook. Angie's mom had chosen to make her famous gumbo because the ingredients cost less than going with ham or turkey or roast beef for such a large group. Throughout the morning, Angie and her siblings shivered in thick socks and heavy sweaters as they chopped and prepped the multitude of ingredients that go into a good gumbo. They also borrowed enough tables and chairs to create seating for 25 people. Relatives kept calling to ask if they could bring something, but Angie knew they were really trying to find out what was for dinner. It had to remain a surprise, so they fended off all the inquiries and even denied entry to the house to one relative who brought over some tables and chairs. Finally, at four o'clock, it was time for the unveiling. Family members started showing up, and the secret was out. Angie's mom's legendary gumbo was on the menu. Angie says, it didn't feel cold, and I don't remember if anyone asked to turn the heat up. What I do remember is how much fun it was being together, full of good food and laughter. By the time the last guest left, my mother's gumbo pot was empty. Samantha DeClue Waltz tells another story about making do during a particular holiday when the budget was tight. Her husband's business was struggling and her part-time job had been put on hold, but they needed to get their Christmas tree. So Samantha's husband led them on a tree cutting expedition in their own backyard. Samantha says, 
Hal stopped in front of a five-foot plant of questionable ancestry, possibly a fir tree some time back, but now more of a scraggly bush. Out of the base grew two spindly trunks, each supporting a few sagging branches with sparse needles. My heart sank as I gawked at it. Money or no money, we couldn't fool our kids into thinking this was a Christmas tree. But Hal had a plan. He cobbled together one tree from those two spindly trunks, using clippers, a drill, and a pocket knife to artfully combine branches from both trees to create a slightly better than Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Then he added on the lights and it started getting a little better, but they still needed some ornaments. He decided they could make some, and he took the kids into the kitchen where he made some dough and gave the kids cookie cutters, plastic knives, and toothpicks. They used balls of dough to make snowman ornaments, cookie cutters to make stars and angels, and then, of course, everything looked better covered with sprinkles. They made a hole in each ornament before baking it so they'd be ready to be hung on the tree, and then they decided to make popcorn and cranberry garlands, and they wound those around their improvised tree, and then the doorbell rang. And it was her daughter's friend, the friend whose family had a gorgeous, perfect 12-foot tree that looked like something from a magazine. The friend came in and she loved their tree, saying it was one of the prettiest in the neighborhood. Crisis averted. And I bet that Samantha's kids ended up remembering that Charlie Brown Christmas tree as one of the finest they ever had. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to these stories. If you'd like to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Blessings of Christmas, go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button. You'll see the book there, and you can check out the front and back covers and read more about it. You'll find it wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and Amazon. And if it's sold out where you're looking, just get it online. If you want to read stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul, You can sign up for our daily newsletter and get a free story in your email every day. Just head to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the newsletter sign up option. You can also follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at Amy Newmark, and you'll see links to our free stories and to this podcast. Come back for our next episode for six more stories from our Christmas book, stories that will truly get you in the holiday spirit. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.